0: have a a check-in with R.W. Estella live this morning. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. The last time today's particular religious dilemma happened was 1940, and the next time will be 2160. As with those years, this year the Roman Catholic liturgical calendar has the feast day of St. Patrick, otherwise known as St. Patrick's Day, occurring on the Monday of Holy Week, which means that Bishop Richard Malone head of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Maine, quote, is discouraging any St. Patrick's Day festivities on March 17th since it is part of the most solemn and sacred week observed by Christians, close quote. That also means if you're a devout practicing Roman Catholic, you better have already eaten your corned beef and cabbage dinner before today because, according to the good bishop, that celebratory repast doesn't fit the proper solemnity of Holy Week either. When I read this in last week's Main Sunday Telegram, the first thing that came to mind was one of Gordon Bach's lines. Ah, the ways of man are passing strange. Beyond Bishop Malone's view of Holy Week as, quote, commemorating Christ's final days on Earth, close quote, this week features other anniversaries worthy of solemn and thoughtful remembrance as well. Saturday around noon, my girlfriend and I walked a few blocks from our house down to the Main Street Bridge over the Stillwater River in Orono to join a few dozen people holding a peaceful protest commemorating nearly five years of the United States waging war in Iraq. The gathering of local residents, including war veterans from World War II onward, also called attention to the next day's 40th anniversary of the My Lai Massacre, when an estimated 347 to 504 unarmed Vietnamese villages were slaughtered by U.S. troops on the 16th of March, 1968. Our time on the bridge coincided with a temporary influx of traffic headed for a sportsman's show being held on the University of Maine campus. Besides our banners and posters and signs protesting the Iraq War, we gave thumbs-up and V peace sign gestures, which the drivers by largely reciprocated, with the one exception coming from an older, gray-colored sedan with New Hampshire license plates, whose driver most emphatically flipped us the proverbial bird. Later, after much of the assembly had moved on down to Bangor to continue a demonstration across from the Paul Bunyan statue, I'd stopped off at one of our local DVD rental shops and taken home a copy of Eugene Jarecki's 2005 film, Why We Fight, which I thought would be appropriate to see again on an evening just a few days away from the fifth anniversary of the beginning of the Iraq War. Its cast of characters was still fairly clear in my mind from first seeing the film a couple of years ago. Bush, Rumsfeld, Cheney, and Pearl were as detestable and despicable during this viewing as they had been the last. Frequent commentators such as former CIA analyst Chalmers Johnson and retired Lieutenant Colonel Karen Kiewitkowski, a former Department of Defense employee at the Pentagon, were again as poignant with their remarks, although perhaps more so now that the war has had a chance to run its predictable course another couple of years. American science fiction writer William Gibson, whose 60th birthday it is today, has remarked upon occasion time moves in one direction, memory in another. Saturday night's viewing again of Jarecki's Why We Fight made me think of how much of the United States population remembers enough of our history to now know why our involvement in Iraq is wrong, and how much of the population insists on moving in the wrong direction anyway. Chalmers Johnson, the former CIA analyst, blames the present administration for having done everything in its power and beyond its power So that, quote, the American public is not able to put cause and effect together, close quote. Regarding the whys and hows of the Iraq war, former Pentagon employee, Lieutenant Colonel Karen Kwiatkowski served 20 years in the United States Armed Forces before calling it quits and says, quote, I have two sons and I will allow none of my children to serve the United States military. If you join the military now, you are not defending the United States of America you are helping certain policymakers pursue an imperialist agenda, close quote. To pursue that imperialist agenda, of course, the policymakers need considerable assistance furnished by taxpayers who contribute tax dollars to a government that in 2008 will, according to the Office of Management and Budget, allocate nearly $600 billion to the military. What continually fascinates me, and probably a whole lot of other people, too, is the number of us who are constantly compromising ourselves so that so much of what we don't want to happen will happen. And we're, a, we're at all levels on this. The B-117 stealth bomber pilot who trying to cloud his real culpability says, I'm the same as anyone else. No, he's not. Not everyone is a hired killer. Forty years ago when the United States Army's Charlie Company was on a search-and-destroy mission in Vietnam and began slaughtering My Lai civilians, how many of its members told themselves, we work for the government, this is our job? When helicopter gunner Lawrence Coleman, along with, with crew chief Glenn Anriata and pilot Hugh Thompson happened to be flying overhead at the time, noticed what was happening and landed to interview, intervene and stop the massacre, what excuses were they trying to drum up for their own actions? Perhaps the synchronicity of Holy Week this year with the fifth anniversary of the Iraq war will set a few thoughts rolling. As of this weekend, 3,967 United States military personnel have died in Iraq and 481 in Afghanistan. 31,289 have been wounded in action. Of those numbers, 39 soldiers from Maine have died and 204 have been wounded. Some analysts say the United States is only halfway through the war in Iraq. Some cynics say we've got a long way to go before we reach the 50,000 U.S. fatalities of the Vietnam War. Where does religion fit into any of this? Well, the military still has plenty of Christian chaplains administering to the troops. Do the teachings of Christ fit into any of our nation's war plans? But to end on a little brighter note, technically we're only about two and a half days from spring. Think of it as a matter of hours. For now, from Orono, Maine, have a great St. Patrick's Day and a happy Easter.